Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Torvald and Christopher Dean. Alex Philadelphia. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! Sally Stegel, 132.67 has won at least the medal. She's 0.24 up. Yuki! On the ice for the Gimlet. It is Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast coming to you for day nine of Beijing 2022. We are well and truly past the halfway point, if you can believe that. And a day that everything got cancelled, basically. The snow cancelled everything. The snow cancelled Jared today. Jared <laughs> cancelled. I'm choking on myself. The snow's cancelling my ability to speak um, as... You get stuck with the two COVID people today on the show. Um, it's a day in which, well, there's a medal for Canada and I guess technically sort of a medal for Australia because we won it after we were on air last night. So we can talk about both. Um, it's exciting. It's the Olympics. That's why we're here. I'm Ben. I've got COVID and this is Colin and he's got COVID. Um, I, I mean, do you still have COVID? Do we classify or are you, are you officially over COVID? Well, I mean, I'm... I'm able to leave the house again, so I guess I am uh, nice. medic- medically <laughs> over it, but um, uh, I-, I still have a cough. Um, I'm still uh, missing, as we were talking about off air, a little bit of my taste. Um, and, you need to go for uh, the Leafs, so that's, that's, ex- that's understandable, so... Yeah, or or the uh, women's three thousand meter relay team. I mean, whatever. Choose you go one for shit. You have no taste. Yes. yes <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. So there's there's residual COVID still in my house. Residual COVID. The new podcast coming soon from Colin Hilding <laughs> in 2026. Lots of podcasts at our shows are having some spinoffs. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, plenty to talk about, sort of. Um, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's talk about Canada first because, you know, we'll ramble on about Skeleton. Um, but I guess just quickly, just as we've come on air, 
Um, Canada's won their only medal of the day. Stephen Dubois has won his yeah. uh, second medal of these Olympics. He got bronze in the men's 500 metres in the short track speed skating. Looked pretty excited, Mr. Dubois there. Uh, is Canada excited for Mr. Dubois, his second medal of the Olympics? Yeah, uh, I, I think this puts a, a little bit more um, excitement in for the speed skating fans. Uh, you know, we, we have had a couple of disappointments, uh, things that should have been sure bets where we didn't medal in. We had another one just this morning. Um, but uh, especially when somebody can win multiple medals and it's not the person you you expect, like that's uh, sort of we mentioned with uh, Isabel Weedman, I mean, that her being the, the two medal winner wasn't necessarily what we'd expected. And uh, we thought it was going to be Charles Hamlin who was going to, uh, you know, clean up in, in the last event that Stephen won in. Uh, and now Stephen's a two-time medalist. I mean, we now have crowned Charles Hamlin's successor for male speed skaters in Canada. So we, we don't get him on the show then basically before. The Let's hope not. <laughs> we don't, we don't want him to choke, but um, I mean, this, this again, literally just happened. I was thinking that there's going to be technically no medals uh, today at all for Australia and Canada. Cause I guess when we talk about Jackie's in a second, that was technically yesterday. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good to see. And just to confirm um, you did not win a bronze in the 3000 meters. Just, just Are to confirm. Sure? <laughs> I, I'm positive. That was China who won the bronze in that one. Uh, fourth though for Canada. So was that a, it seemed like an event which Canada were expected to win a medal in and they look quite disappointed yeah. that they, they got the chocolate medal instead. Yeah. Uh, and even as I was watching I'm like, Oh, we definitely got a bronze here, which I shouldn't have said it. It's all my <laughs> fault. I'm sorry, Kim. Uh, that I'm holding you back from uh, breaking more records here. Uh, it, it's it, it's it's a bit of a letdown, but I mean, you know, fourth once upon a time was the Canadian gold, so um, <laughs> I guess it's something. In the summers, that's a celebratory day for Canada. In the winters, that's exactly. like a national inquiry, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the opposite when it comes to Australia there. But uh, there's still one more to go tonight, uh, the women's 500 metres, which is this being talked up at all for, for Canada for a medal? Is Isabel in this one or is she more of a distance? Is she not a sprinter when it comes to yeah, uh, I d- this? I don't know if we have anybody in this one uh, because it was three all the- in it, but no Isabel. Sorry, I'm just so going to start this now. Uh, so you've got Marsha Hoody, Hoody uh, Heather McLean, and Brooklyn McDougall are in this okay. one. Well, I, I sort of have heard Heather McLean's name mentioned. Um, it's, it's funny that you even mentioned we have anybody in it because, uh, all that CBC was talking about last night, you have like the coming up on, uh, Olympics overnight. And it would be the, the women's 3000 meter relay, the men's 500. It wasn't even mentioned. It, it doesn't take much to add a little bit more text and say, there's one more event to come. So um, let's not, let's not cross our fingers for a medal. And then if we get one, we'll be surprised. It's the, it's making news here for the fact that a, I think, Channel 7 is struggling for content right now that the women's aerials haven't, uh, haven't happened tonight. Uh, and B, uh, is it Brittany Bow? like uh, she gave up her spot for somebody on this on this um, team or something along those lines? There's a story around here, something with Brittany Bow hmm. from the US um, around giving up a spot on I don't know if it's in this event. Isn't that how she ended up as the, the flag bearer? Uh, possibly that. Maybe that's what it is talking about, swapping around or something along those lines. But um, that's the only reason why I think that's being paid attention to here uh, slightly with that. Um, but, I mean, the one thing that's being paid attention to in Australia right now is Skeleton because, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we went off air last night just before the final round of the Skeleton and uh, Jackie Narricott held on, got the silver, uh, first ever sliding medal for Australia. And and this is amazing. It, it really is amazing. 
Um, somebody likened it today on our commentary to saying it's like if a country won a swimming medal without having a swimming pool in their country, um, which, I mean, again, I mean, the, it, the closest track we do, we have in to Australia would probably either be in Beijing or Pyeongchang. Um, would you, know, you say a fair of, comparison is for a, Canada, uh, a country like Canada to have our all-time most decorated Olympian come in the Summer Olympics in swimming and not a Winter Olympics like Penny Alexiak? At, Absolutely, because when I went to Canada, you guys just have no swimming pools. Absolutely none. <laughs> just, and you'd never won any swimming medals ever in the history of the Olympics at all. Uh, it was just completely random. Close. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. But no. Uh- <laughs> I was really hoping, I was seriously really hoping that Michaela would have wiped out yesterday because I was prepared to put up Michaela just in protest of Ben. <laughs> but I wanted on record that I actually brought up her name first uh, for the Daily Daily yesterday. You did. Well done. Yes. And uh, obviously she won that. But I mean, it's, it's, it's fat. Like if you had said to anyone two months ago that you were going to win a medal in skeleton, we like, it's not like Jackie was, you know, off coming off the back of three great world cup seasons or anything. Her name was only ever mentioned as a potential a month ago when she won her first world cup in St. Moritz. And then all of a sudden, boom, she's winning a silver medal. She even, she said like, she realistically, she didn't think, you know, a top 10 was what she was aiming for. Her parents on TV were like, oh yeah, we didn't expect this. Like we would have been happy with the top 10. Absolutely thrilled. But my God, this came out of nowhere. Um, It's just, it's crazy. And one thing I'll say is that Australia's getting a little bit crazy by using the, this is the cool running story of the Olympics. And <laughs> How many of those like we, are you going to have? <laughs> well, we, I mean, we had it with Dean and Tali and okay, I can understand it. We do not have a dedicated curling rink in Australia, but you can still curl in Australia. You can still go to an, I mean, I curled the other night. It's not the same. I get it, mm. but you can still curl. It's like with swimming, for example. You can still swim in a lake or the ocean. You know, if you don't have a pool, there's a ways around it. With, um, obviously, bobsled Bree, again, it's a very similar story, of course, but we've had, I guess, bobsledders for a lot longer than we've even remotely had someone in skeleton before. Um, and push and carts are big in Australia. Absolutely. I mean, that's how I get to work every single day. Um but, like, with Skeleton, I mean, any sliding spot, if this had been Alex in the luge or Nick in the Skeleton, you know, it would have been a big deal still. But I think this is a bigger deal and more of a cool running story than Dean and Tali, without disrespect to Dean and Tali, because, again, we do not remotely have anything that resembles a, a, a sliding track at all. I don't even think we've got to drive where the one even remotely close for a setup. Like, Alex Falazzo literally jumps on a, a street luge and goes down highways in Townsville to practice, you know. Like, that's kind of how he's got to do it. So... It's it's an amazing story. She's she's such a just like a down to earth interview. Like you can tell she's somebody who doesn't get a lot of attention from the media because I just love her interviews. They're just kind of like Jackie, you're so pumped. You must be so excited. She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy. It's like, so like, how are you feeling in the last run? Yeah, no, I thought I could do it. It's like okay, so what? <laughs> and even we've had co- <laughs> you, you know that we've had guests. Like we we basically have this thing where we'll explain to each other how interviews went. It's either like, oh, we got uh, one of these people who's done a million of these interviews. So uh, it, they almost seem bored with just being great in interviews. And then there's those people like, yeah, you can tell they don't do interviews much. <laughs> this is one of those they don't do interviews much. It's, it, it reminds me a lot of Sally Pearson slash McLennan back when she got interviewed in, say, like uh, Beijing, maybe not not quite to the extent of, you know, how how hilarious that was. But because I think Jackie's just unapologi- unapologetically herself. She just like is there. She says it is. And it's, it's not like a disrespect to her. I think it's great. It was entertaining. Even when they bring in a coach who he won a bronze for Britain back in Pyeongchang, even he's just kind of like, 
yeah, I'm bloody proud of her. And it's like, oh, so like, you know, you two, what are you going to do to celebrate? Oh, I'll probably go home tonight and look at the rec room. And it's just like, great. <laughs> <laughs> like, pop it up. You want a silver medal. <laughs> um, so, but also significantly as well, uh, officially our most successful Winter Olympics now in terms of total medals won. Now we've broken through. We've broken the barrier of three. We've now gotten the four, which is fantastic. Um, I did happen to love... A couple of the, uh, the the lovely little Twitter police today when I saw, uh, I think it was Channel 7 shared the, the stat. They showed the medal tally. You know, Australia's most successful Winter Olympics ever. Somebody replies with, no, it's not. We've only won one gold medal. We won two gold medals in Vancouver and Salt Lake. And they're all like, well, we've won four total medals. And Well, the official IOC definition of a medal tally is my gold medal. So technically this isn't our most I'm just like, oh, my God, mate, you must be fun at parties. Uh, <laughs> like, I know we're shit. All right, I know we do things like that. But... Like, just take it, okay? <laughs> like, I'm calling this now. Canada are only one bronze medal away from equaling your best ever haul of bronze medals at a Winter Olympics. So when <laughs> you win that 10th bronze tomorrow and you get your 11th, celebrate it, Canada. Your most successful ever third place Olympics ever. So take it. But um, anyway, skeleton, we're happy for this, Colin. Because has Canada won a skeleton medal before? I should check this. <laughs> I don't know, a little man named John Montgomery. Um, yes, he did. Gold Good on medal. you, Ben. Uh- <laughs> Maybe one of the most famous people he ever, ever interviewed on this show. Uh- ben, the researcher, Channel 7, absolutely <laughs> worthy of my position. Um, I mean, you can't yep. see him right now, but pretty much any time we ever record, he's right over my shoulder uh, holding up the flag. Literally, um, John, not not a photo, actually. He just lives with Colin. Just- exactly. <laughs> I'm uh, John also- Montgomery, and I'm with Colin. <laughs> We, we did have Melissa Hollingsworth um, in turn as well, uh, who um, I, I mentioned she went on to be on the Amazing Race Canada. So this is how we scout talent in Canada is our, our skeleton um, racers. But, and you need uh, to go one, two in Turin as well in the men. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good job, Ben. Uh, well done. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's been a little while, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, no, like, I think that um, – I think that I would lean more towards Dean and Tally being a cool running story uh, just because, you know, skeleton, as we've seen in, well, skeleton, bobsled, luge, whatever, you get some of these unusual countries like the Ivory Coast who make their big Olympic debuts. This seems to now be the sport, maybe because cool runnings uh, in Jamaica broke through. This seems to be those sports where it's possible to uh, make a break in this. But uh, whereas curling, I mean, you're having a very limited selection of countries that are allowed to compete, which I think is what makes that the bigger story, but not take away from this at all. I mean, you know, this is phenomenal. I mean, you, you've, you've apparently won more medals than Canada has in skeletons. <laughs> Good job. Uh, but it was exciting to watch. And uh, I, I, I think it was, it was clear that I mean, you were going to win a medal the entire time uh, going into that final run. Um, but were there expectations? Were there hopes that this could have been a gold? Was there any disappointment it wasn't a gold? Uh, I mean, the way it's promoted all day yesterday, yes, it was gold, gold, gold. Um, like, you know, but, but I mean, I think in all fairness, that's how any network is going to promote anything. I don't think, oh, we're in with a real shot of a bronze today. Like, come mm. on, Australia. Like, yeah, it's it was promoted that way. And even sort of going into that final run, it's still talked up of like, oh, she's she's moments away from a gold. But I, I do love the way it's always a sneaky little transition into just a, oh, and aren't we proud that she won a silver one? I think Deep Denim's like, fuck, she could have won the gold. <laughs> um, but no, I think 
it's it's just always a, a nice transition in and it's no different to anything like they talk up any like the the one I always remember the most is the late great Chumpy Pullen. Uh, you know, we, Jared and I talked a lot about it back in Sochi when Channel Ten had the Olympics about how that was just the Chumpy Olympics. Like every day, it was Chumpy, 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 Chumpy. Seriously, like no disrespect to the late great Chumpy Pullen, but I think anybody if they heard the name Chumpy Pullen in February 2014 would have <laughs> shot someone. Um, but like, and of course they pump his tires up so much. Like this is a lock. This, this was a Colin Hilding esque move. Like he's mm-hmm. won the gold. He's won everything. This guy may as well <laughs> sleep during the competition and he'll see when he got crashed out in like the quarters or whatever it was. And then of course it was that pivot. Oh, aren't we proud of Chumpy? He did his best. He's still a world champion in our eyes. And it's just like, dude, like you have done nothing but promote the crap out of this guy for like the last two weeks. He hasn't won. And you're still like, oh, well, aren't we proud? Like just come on here and just go, Fuck. We didn't win, <laughs> <laughs> which would have been funny. But no, in all seriousness, it's it's an amazing result. Australia has been just absolutely on top of this and so excited. So great to see so many of the other Winter Olympians get behind her as well. Um, and I believe she's already flying back on Tuesday straight to Queensland. She hasn't been back to Australia in like three years or something ridiculous like that. Um, so... Yeah, and I, I mean, look, I will say one thing about the curling. Can we, like, not to take away from Dean and Tali again, because obviously we love them. They're, they're you know, ugly, our, our favourite. Fuck all our other guests. We like Dean and Tali. Screw everyone else. Um, <laughs> well, we're joking. Ali. We're, yeah, we, we, you know, oh, Ali, oh, she got a bronze. Good for her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why nobody ever comes back on the show, Ben. But you that's, just, you that's shit all Canada's skeleton I'm win. Joking. Like, how did we win in ski jumping? I'm joking. We don't even have ski jumps here. <laughs> This this is this is why Ben is alone because people take his sarcasm as real. Um, New Zealand, of course, had a team in curling back in two thousand and six, um, which was obviously in the full teams competition. So, uh, good job for New Zealand. I don't want to give him props to New Zealand, but uh, anyway. Well, then Australia's New Zealand junior. Well, I mean, come on, we're the Austria to Germany, clearly. Um, <laughs> yes. That that way, but uh, I should mention. So in that, oh, look, surprise, surprise, Germany won the skeleton. Um, <laughs> had, had a nice knees. Um, she took the gold, and uh, I loved how we were talking. Like, well, we want to say we when I was calling that last night when the Dutch lady came on, Kimberly Boss. I'm like, oh well, the Dutch suck in skeleton. We know they're not going to challenge Jackie. Who gets the bronze? Kimberly Boss from the Netherlands. Uh, which I believe is their first ever skeleton medal uh, as well. So but no Great Britain. No, yeah, the first time they've I never mean, medaled in a skeleton. Which event. I want to say, bit of a complaint. It wasn't CBC's coverage. It was uh, the Olympic Channel coverage. Uh, right as they're going into the final run, the first thing they say is Great Britain has never lost in this event. Well, they will not be medaling today. And this is before they ran. I'm like, okay, I understand it is extremely unrealistic. But you can, can you say never? What if 22 of the other uh, racers all just, I don't know, had heart attacks right at the starting line or <laughs> fell off their sleds and lost a limb, as Ben would say? Like, it is possible to just discount it right away. Like, I'm sure stranger things have happened in the Olympics than people dropping dead with heart attacks and <laughs> losing their heads. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just got this image. I've got this image of like every single woman walking up. And here's Jenny Smith from <laughs> Cote d'Ivoire. Oh, she's grabbing a chest there, Sean. Something doesn't look right. Oh, well, and she has died of a heart attack. All right, moving on oh. to Jamie Hilding from New Zealand. And oh, no, she's also having a heart attack. Oh, what is going on here, Sean? Unprecedented, Paul. All right, here's <laughs> Stephanie from the Netherlands. Oh, no, she's also having a heart attack. Like, I think maybe by the oh, third one, officials might be like, something's going on here. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, this would be like the famous Australian gymnastics story with the, the, the there's something wrong with the bar. <laughs> Is it the wrong height or whatever? Um, but wait, we, we could have had the Ivory Coast. Oh, well, she's going down backwards, but they just don't know any better in the Ivory Coast. <laughs> do, do you think they'd by like the time they get to the next British competitor and they realize that the Brits are the only ones not having a heart attack? They might go checking the water bottles of each of the competitors and seeing what the British coaches <laughs> have been putting in to what? what is this drug here? Heart attack inducer. Oh, that's not unusual. Off, off your pop. Gold, silver, bronze of Britain. Suspiciously see uh, Jackie and um, the, the the German just walk out with wads of cash under their arms. <laughs> that, 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 that is an exciting event. <laughs> the controversy is of the twenty two point. Everyone had a heart attack except for Britain. Oh. <laughs> You know, we t- we talk about how great it was that uh, we had your ski jumping team win the bronze. We we're ignoring the fact that everybody basically got disqualified. But I mean, the skeleton, it would be fine as well. Like, I'll thoroughly deserved. <laughs> 17 other women had a heart attack except for the Brits. Well done. <laughs> Good job. That's how, that's how you guys might be able to win the curling now. There you go. Uh, oh, probably going to be your only chance now. <laughs> I should mention, actually, not only is that Netherlands' first ever skeleton medal, it's actually their first ever sliding medal as well. Um, all their Winter Olympic medals have come in, surprise, surprise, speed skating. Uh, you don't short, say. Tracks, short track speed skating, figure skating, and snowboarding. So, uh, the very first time they've had one at a sliding track. So, good to see that we can be there with our Dutch friends and uh, helping them get a medal. Well, not helping them. Uh, they, we didn't make them have a heart attack <laughs> or anything. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> But actually, it's it's interesting to know because I know obviously I, I you know Germany would have um, definitely swept the luge before, but now they've swept the skeleton. Um, not yeah. looking good in the mono bob, so I don't think they're going to completely sweep the bob. Uh, even though in the, in the I know at least in the men in the two man and the four man they're, they're favourites to win that. So I mean, outside of the women's events, um, you know they could basically be sweeping everything uh, in the sliding mm-hmm. events except for the mono bob and the the two. Because I think what Canada are one of the favourites in the two woman bob, aren't they? So mm-hmm. um, fascinating. Those Germans, they're good at sliding. We're good at the sliding track, yeah. <laughs> we go down fast. Do hast. Do hast me. Last time we did this, I had no voice. Like, uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. We going. already don't have voices. Does it matter? Never go full German, remember? Like, never, <laughs> never go full German. Um, we'll get to the monobob shortly, but I'll just go over the medal results from today. So, everything's been decided with the exception of the women's 500 meters in the speed skate, which is quite a late start. I don't actually think that's still, it's still another hour and a half away, basically. So I don't think it'll even start by the time we finish today. Uh, Alpine skiing, the men's giant slalom, Marco Odomat of Switzerland took the gold ahead of Zan Kranjek of Slovenia and Matthew Favre of France. There's a lot of French names today, so apologies to our French listeners. Look at me apologizing to France. Jesus, things have moved on a lot uh, <laughs> since we started this show six years ago. Um, took the bronze there in the biathlon. Quinton Fillion Manette of France took the gold ahead of Tage Bow. Another medal for the Bows. Um, silver for Norway and bronze for Eduard Latipov of Rock. Uh, in the women's pursuit, Mate Olsbo Rosland of ne- Norway, not North Netherlands, Norway. Uh, she took the gold. Elvira Oberg of Sweden took the silver and Trill Ekhoff of Norway the bronze. In the cross country, the men's 4x10-kilometer relay, Rock the gold, Norway the silver, France the bronze. Um, and in the short track, Shang Liu of Hungary 
gold. I think it's his first gold of these Olympics. I, I think he's got a medal or two, but that's, I think, his first gold. Uh, Konstantin Ivelev uh, in the men's 500 metres, uh, he got the silver in the 500 metres from Rock. And Stephen Dubois of Canada, the bronze. And and the women's 3,000-meter relay, the Dutch gold, silver to South Korea. And bronze, not to Canada, it went to China. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, to China. Um, <laughs> so uh, just quickly, I might as well go over the medal tally now. I've got it in front of me. So with one more to go today, looks like Norway will end in the day because I don't think Germany are going to win the women's 500-meter speed skating. They could. I don't know. <laughs> Norway on top, nine gold, five silver, seven bronze, 21 in total. Germany second, eight gold, five silver, one bronze, 14 in total. Netherlands third, six gold, four silver, two bronze, 12 in total. USA, five gold, five silver, one bronze, 11 in total. And Sweden, five gold, three silver, three bronze. Canada, 14th place, one gold, four silver, nine bronze, 14 in total, but third via total medals. And Australia, one gold, two silver, one bronze, four in total, 16th place. We are ahead of Finland. Just saying. Uh, (laughs) National holiday in Australia. We are ahead of Finland in the Winter Olympics on the medal tally. That's like Canada (laughs) being ahead of Australia in the Summer Olympics medal tally. So there you go. Again, a similar question. I've asked this every day. I'd like to know as each day goes by, does Canada become more and more concerned about the one gold medal, no more than one? Or is it still a case of you're Canadian? You're like, eh, we've got, we've got 13 of these things in the bag, 14 of these in the bag now. Who cares if it's only one gold? Yeah, still hasn't even mentioned, which I'm glad because the last couple of Olympics, there's been a lot of like, uh, ooh, concern for this. And ooh, blame goes here. Um, and, and this just seems to be, uh, you know, an Olympics where, we're just accepting what we got. I mean, the, the worst is that, uh, you know, on two of the days where we have not had a medal, uh, it's like, oh, are we going to be able to, uh, you know, even come close to uh, our medal hall from the last games if uh, we have more days where we don't win anything? That's pretty much the only negativity I've heard is, oh, we got to be concerned. We're we're starting to slow down here. Which I don't think you're going to be uh, replicating that medal tally, but hey. That's, no, it's not happening. <laughs> Doesn't happen all the time. I mean, and this is again, I think, similar thing. What I've always said about Sydney is that it's that flow-on effect when you host an Olympics. You obviously have such a high mm-hmm. of winning so many at home, and then that kind of does flow on for the next couple of cycles because you've still got that funding and the success of country. Yeah. But it does eventually slow down. So you're now at your third Olympics after Vancouver. So, of course, it's going to slow down. I mean, in our third Olympics after Sydney in London, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is the worst Olympics ever. And it's like, mm-hmm. guys, it's been 12 years since Sydney. Like, this was going to stop eventually. And it did. So, um, I mean, I think Canadians must be a lot more smarter and can realise that, whereas Australians <laughs> are like, ah! You know, terrible. We've only won one gold in swimming. <laughs> National inquiry. Like, for fuck's sake, guys. This is the Australian won- panic dance that people can't see. <laughs> I come from a land down under. Um, <laughs> playing some in excess, basically. Going on. <laughs> Never tear us apart. Ah! Um, exactly. Yes. Um, just uh, going through the events today for Australia and Canada's perspective, I guess we should start off with the monobob because obviously from an off-podium perspective, uh, Brie, we had her on a, basically a year ago, as we sort of mentioned a few times, she was pretty much our first guest we had on in the lead-up to these games to talk about it. So we're a bit partial to Brie and we've been very partial to all the bobsledders that we've had on the show. Uh, tenth in the first run for Brie, she had a bit of a uh, a bad run in that first one, did a, did a bit of a nick. Fooled into the yeah. wall a couple of times. Um, but the second round, she improved. Um, she went a little bit faster, and she's sitting in seventh right now after two runs, which doesn't sound brilliant, but uh, if you actually look from second down to uh, eighth, 
there's uh, basically a second covering second down to eight. So Breeze actually only uh, about seven tenths off a medal right now, which obviously we saw a lot of that changing in that second run. Um, meanwhile, uh, Canadian traitor, uh, Kaylee Humphreys, uh, is shitting it in at the front. Um, she's a second ahead of real Canadian at Christine de Bruin. Um, so, um, are we allowed to say that? <laughs> but, um, it was, it's entertaining. I, I, I saw some of the monobob yeah. in the world cup, so it's, it's actually quite entertaining to watch this sport and, um, yeah, I think Breed seemed pretty satisfied. She looked very nervous. I think um, she she seemed very nervous, and even in her interview afterwards, she just she seemed very nervous. So I don't know if there's some nerves that have gotten to her a little bit at the Olympics, but um, I think she'd be pretty. She seems pretty satisfied with seventh, considering how the first run went. So yeah, and and I guess from your perspective, Colin, Christine, uh, Canada happy about this? We don't talk about who's leading, of course. Um, oh, she wasn't even our main. Uh, what, what do you call them? Driver, uh, pilot, <laughs> um, Bob Sledder. Uh, Bob Sledder. Uh, just wondering though, you, you keep calling her, is it Christine or is it Cynthia? I thought it was Cynthia. Uh, according to the official list from Beijing2022.cn, it's Christine. You know what I, it's Symphony, Cynthia, uh, uh, Apia is our, our other one. She's our main one. That's yes. the confusion. She is in 10th place. Yes. Yeah. So Cynthia was, um, our big hope because she was, you know, pretty much right up there with Brie considered a uh, possibility to come in silver to Kaylee Humphreys. Um, but uh, she also had a disastrous first run and has slightly come back. So, I mean, Christine De Bruin, she sort of came out of nowhere, even though she's been doing well in the World Cup. I mean, she's very new to this. I think she only uh, basically for the first time competed a year ago. And the only story you can really find her on online is how bad her first run went a year ago. And now one year later, she's doing well in the world cup. She's in the silver lead medal position halfway through this. Um, she's kind of our hope right now. And I, I, I was actually really shocked and excited. I think more than anything, I was just telling Jamie, I'm like, this is not the Canadian we expected to see. Uh, it, potentially in the metal, uh, the metal picture, even though I think her success lately has kind of warranted that. So it's pretty exciting. Um, you know, with, uh, with Kaylee, I, I did a little bit more reading yesterday. Again, nobody really wants to talk about the full story much, uh, but apparently uh, it wasn't sexual assault or anything like that, but, but uh, Kaylee has had some accusations that there has been some, uh, I guess a situation was treated differently because she was a woman. It was mostly uh, her coach, uh, I guess, um, had been verbally, mentally abusive. She claimed other people have claimed the same thing. And, and her reason for leaving is the fact that the, the Canadian bobsledding federation or whatever didn't act on this the way that she thought they should have. Um, it should be mentioned that she decided to keep for America. The guy she's accusing of being abusive was an American who was a coach of hers. <laughs> so I think that's part of what the, because even the commentators last night were talking about how, you know, it's still controversial. Hello, Casper. Do you have opinions on Kaylee Humphreys? Yeah, Casper, what do you think about this uh, traitorous Canadian? Uh, Is is Casper coming to defect to the US as well while he's standing? Yes. Uh, Going into the meadow? I don't know why you're going to a meadow. Why don't you go draw a picture of it? Okay, I'll take a look at it later. (laughs) Say meadow or meadow? Is mommy awake? I'm starting to wonder if mommy even knows when you wake up in the morning. She's had a heart attack. We've gone over this before. That's right, yeah. (laughs) Go check on mommy, okay? (laughs) Call 911 if there's an issue. (laughs) Santa Claus, okay. I don't know why you're saying that. Oh, Santa, happy Christmas. (laughs) 
Let's take a pause for a minute while I go find his mother. <laughs> okay, let's do that. And this just breaking news: Jamie is alive and well. <laughs> uh, breaking out of metal news at Colin's house. She's out of metal contention in the skeleton, but she does. Uh, she does Damn. have her eyes on Casper now. Uh, anyways, the Kaylee Humphreys thing. I, I think that's part of the uh, controversy still. Is that you know okay? Was she upset that there was this abusive American coach that she had, or that the Canadian Federation didn't handle this the way? None of you know, the investigations or whatever have been made public. She's been very, um, uh, I, I would say very well handled in the Canadian media. It's funny because she was getting all the interviews last night. It wasn't Cynthia or Christine. Uh, <laughs> so Canada still, Kaylee Humphreys is the story. And I thought she was very good in the interviews, you know, talking about how, you know, uh, it, it, as much as she's proud to be competing for America now, you know, she's married to an American, uh, that, uh, the greatest um, competition of her life. She will still say it will be being able to compete for Canada, but just she, she's unable to compete for them now for her own reasons. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to her. I, I'll, I'll, I said yesterday, I'll stand by Kaylee and her decision to leave. Uh, I'm still rooting for her to win. Uh, although it would be fantastic if Canada somehow unseats Kaylee Humphreys. If she wins a medal she will actually be the first ever female winter olympian to win a medal for two different countries um which uh, and when we say two different countries we're obviously not saying soviet union and russia or you mm. know germany and east germany we're obviously meaning like distinctly separate like we never had the great alliance of usa canada back in alberville 1992 or something like that mm -hmm. so um victor arn's the only one who's ever done it in the winters before so um pretty interesting that that would be the case and it would be um, her fourth olympics meddling as well yes yeah, her fourth in, in a row as well right because she mm -hmm. vancouver sochi and pyeongchang so yeah pretty is she in the two woman as well she is yeah okay. i believe well you know what that's it that's interesting because she technically only i mean that is her specialty obviously but she technically only qualified to be in the olympics a month ago because there was a huge thing with her citizenship being held up um, it, it basically they had to call, you know, every favor they could in the book to make sure she actually got us citizenship in time to qualify for the Olympics. And it was literally one month before they left. So I don't know how they put a team together. I'll have to look that up. I would assume I, she is though. Just, just on break quickly. Obviously we know that, um, while not official, we know the sled's called Ben and, <laughs> uh, Ben's can be difficult. Ben's can be a little bit annoying and a little bit, uh, you, know, you know, out of the box sometimes. So just a special message to Ben, get the fuck away from the walls and go on a straight <laughs> line. Listen to Brie. For once in your life, Ben, listen to what a woman has to say and then you will do well. <laughs> so that's my pep talk for Ben tomorrow, all right? Listen to Brie, let her control you all the way down the chute <laughs> and just, just slide your way through to a strong performance tomorrow, okay? It's all down to you, Ben. Ben, stick together. Let Bree just control you all the way to the finish line. <laughs> Why do I feel this should have been an off-air uh, pep talk? <laughs> you can take it whatever you want. It's not meant to be interpreted in any other way. I'm actually, I'm trying to I'm trying to help Bree to a good result tomorrow. <laughs> making Colin choke. <laughs> but all I'm saying is, is Ben, listen to Bree. Hashtag just Ben, listen to Bree. Ben, just let Bree drive you already. <laughs> let her do to the drive-in. I didn't still. say that. I didn't say that. All right. 
Okay, we, 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 if if that's if that's how you want to interpret it, that is that is down to to however you want to interpret. All right, we know we know Bree's in a loving relationship with an actual Ben, so therefore that that can be interpreted in <laughs> that context. Unlike this artificial Ben that's hosting the podcast today, <laughs> this guy here who just you know we, we we don't even get started on that situation, but uh, just just Ben, listen to Bree, go for it. All right. Okay, you 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 look at Kaylee's sled, and you go traitor, right? It's like it's like the Force Awakens. It's like traitor, right? Like that. Like be like Finn, Ben, and get angry and see a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> go down that chute. Feel your teeth. Feel your teeth. All right. <laughs> Run down that course. And go Ray, Ray. <laughs> That's all you need to do is just. Start off interesting and exciting that the audience will want to know more about you and by the end just get forgotten about and have weird little side plots that make no sense and have a relationship, we think, with Lando Carrizian's daughter, which is kind of there. Okay, whatever. And then all of a sudden you've got force powers, which are never fully explained. But sure, okay, you do you, Disney. Are we We're still talking about the sled? I feel like we're really... We are over the Star Wars trilogy. We we are not (laughs) shitty about those still. But we don't want to be shitty about Ben listening to Bree tomorrow, okay? (laughs) Do your job, Ben. Do your job, Ben. Hashtag do your job, Ben. Why have I heard that before? Um, It was actually really interesting tomorrow, the fact that I thought it was similar to the skeleton that they would have these final runs at night. But Mm -hmm. uh, sexist IOC, let's put the men's two men uh, at night time in prime time We'll just put the women's monobob well, still You know Is it or is this a situation where this is the bigger deal So they're looking at the US prime time Oh it's always about North America isn't it Who cares about <laughs> well, the rest I've, of I've, the world <laughs> I've wondered about that Because that's always been a big deal In the last couple of Olympics Is we want to make sure that we have the um, the, the the US prime time slot For some of these events So we're getting them shuffled There really doesn't seem to be anything That's that important to America where they force them to reshuffling. Well, I yeah, think, figure skating, I guess. Because it seems weird to also, me that it always seems to me that also figure skating is during the day, but yeah. But then we also had like the last figure skating competition was uh, you know first thing in the morning for us here. So they're not even they're not even one hundred percent giving into figure skating. It's just ah, oh, just when we can, we'll give you a prime time slot. Colin, let's be honest. If we know that any country in the world is going to stand up to NBC and say no, it's going to be China. Uh, oh so yeah. <laughs> I don't think China are going to go, absolutely, NBC, you have your pick of the schedule. I think China are going to be like, we're going to do how we want to do. NBC, go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> I think that's probably where there's a line there going with that. Um, but we should actually mention, I mean, I feel like the obvious one we also should be talking about is women's aerials, of course, as an Australian, but uh, that has been postponed until tomorrow. And I think it's just come through that the qualifying will go ahead uh, at about 6 o'clock Australian Eastern time tomorrow in the evening, and then the finals will go ahead as per usual scheduled time. So, so prime be on time, air, but- so you got nothing to complain about. Well, for us, yes, oh, whatever. But um, I think we'll be basically on air tomorrow night while the the finals are on. So that'll that'll be interesting. So off the podium, like this isn't trying to disrespect Bree because I mean she can still win a medal, but I don't think she's going to win gold. She's two seconds off the gold now. But off the podium is probably last real shot at a gold medal tomorrow. Uh, with Charles Hamlin possibly in the five thousand, but um, I, this is it. Colin, I think uh, this, it's. I, I don't know how Kalani Crane's going to do in the women's singles in the figure skating. Don't think she's going to do enough to get a gold. And uh, Casey, maybe in the team sprint across country, could spring a surprise. But um, uh, we, th- this is it for Laura and Danielle tomorrow night. 
Can we talk about the fact, though, that Kaylee Humphreys has a over a second lead on everybody else? Like, in bobsled, that is a huge lead. I basically told Jamie, oh, yeah. I'm like, nobody's catching this unless yeah. Kaylee has a heart attack <laughs> as soon as oh, they God. start. <laughs> well, I mean, in all fairness, um, you know, Laura Nolte, the German in third. I mean, <laughs> you know, are there any Brits in this race? There isn't. So, uh, no hard in... <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, look, we can talk about the trader as much as you want, but yeah, a second ahead. Like, I mean, that's a pretty mm-hmm. significant lead. Although having said that, wouldn't it be sweet if she choked and didn't win gold? Uh, if, there's any, <laughs> if there's anybody you want to see choke and not win the gold after being a second up, it's Kaylee Humphreys. Uh, so just, you know, um, we, we can talk about Michaela Shitfrin all we like, but I mean, that we'd like to see a pull of Michaela Shitfrin basically on that. So um, good luck to you tomorrow, Kaylee. You bring home the stars and stripes because you've, you've been a passionate American for a month. So, um, it's, I mean, it's like, look, again, it's just the we lived thing. there for years, though. Well, I mean, I lived in Canada and New Zealand basically for the last Olympia, but I'm still going to the Olympics. I'm wearing fucking the green and gold. I'm not putting on bloody a silver fern or a maple leaf. I get fucked. Well, <laughs> if you were living here now and it was Canada, you know, uh, with a record amount of bronze medals, you might change your tune. This this is this is the survive the Australian survivor argument when people are like Shane Gould's Tasmanian because she lives in Tasmania she's not Tasmanian all right like she won all her Olympic medals like New South Wales and Queensland just because she lives here doesn't make a one Jesus Christ everything you just said means nothing to me I have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> download Australian Survivor archives new episodes coming later in 2022. <laughs> Um, so other results today, uh, from the Australian and Canadian, because we did have not only the aerials were postponed today, uh, the freestyle skiing slope style was postponed. There was a few things postponed today. Um, we did have the giant slime. I enjoy watching the giant slime. I love watching it. I love it when it's like pelting down with snow. Like it's awesome. Even in the monobob, when you saw the snow falling on the track, that was really cool. Yeah, like the Giants Hall, it made me wish that we had seen Slopes out. Like, I understand that there's certain competitions where maybe it's a... I would think, though, Giant Slalom, that is a bigger risk. You're going at a much faster speed than Slope style. I mean, sure, maybe you could slide a little bit on the rails, but uh, come on, you're only going about half a kilometre an hour in Slope slope style. To me, it just shows me that freestyle ski is a, a, a wimps. Uh, whereas yes. alpine skiers, they're the, they're the brave ones of the Olympics. You know, they they go down. It doesn't matter. Blizzard, fucking, let's go. Cross country skiers, fucking, who gets biathlon? They've got to fucking see to shoot a thing. They were shooting in the bloody blizzard today, but no, the freestyle. Oh no, I can't do a triple X doggy semen serpent in the snow. <laughs> I might break a nail. Like, god damn it, Jesus Christ! Like this, the alpine skiing, cross country skiing, biathlon—that's where. I, I didn't see the ice hockey players today complaining. They just went out there and scored goals. <laughs> they put the biscuit in the basket, didn't they? The speed skaters—they just skated fast, didn't they? The curlers—they oh. rain. I mean, the curlers. Time. Wait until we get to some of the curlers. They would have opened the doors and the windows up just so that they could prove they were better than the freestyle skiers. Exactly. We want those, a blizzard in here. Those freestyle skiers are wimps. <laughs> oh, look at me. I mean, I'm going to do a triple quad on the aerial ramp. Oh, but it's snowing. I can't do it. I, I, I love freestyle skiing, but I am 100% agreeing with you on this. They are a bunch of wimps. A bunch we're of wimps. done with you. <laughs> Until tomorrow night when Danielle Scott and Laura Peel went off the podium gold and But you silver. know what? Like, I've rarely seen moguls. I'm just going to say this. Now, this is just a mogul fact. I've rarely seen moguls cancelled for the weather. 
I've, I've attended moguls That's events. That's them, real a freestyle skiers, Colin. They're the yeah. real athletes of freestyle skiing. <laughs> yeah, like the, the blizzard. I mean, I, I was in one with freezing rain and they didn't hold up the course for more than 10 minutes. Like, come on, get out there, you, you slope style wimps. <laughs> I mean, half of them probably would kick our ass because, you know, they've got all their cool <laughs> well, we friends. we know they would. But you'd have to find us first, okay? And exactly. We got you, you, want, you want us... Come and take us. We got COVID. That's our, I'll kiss that's you. our weapon. That's our arsenal. I'll, I'll grab each single one of you and kiss you on the lips. <laughs> Look at you. Oh, I'm going to do a corky. Well, come here and make out with me then, huh? Yeah. Who's the wimp now? I will lick the face of every freestyle skier there is just to prove my point. I know a guy. He's got kids who come downstairs and there's no locks on the doors. They've got COVID <laughs> as well. They're worse. Kids with COVID, the new podcast coming soon. I will unleash my soon. children on you. <laughs> Bloody wimps. Suck it up, princess. Just go out there and ski. <laughs> Be like Marco Odomat, gold medalist from Switzerland in the men's giant slalom. All right? <laughs> that's a real got, man. <laughs> that's a man right there. <laughs> Bet you could go to Eileen Goo. Oh, I'm Eileen Goo. No, you're not. You're shit. You can't ski in the blizzard. Pick your game I'm up, Eileen Goo. I'm a winter Olympian. Goo. I'm afraid of snow. <laughs> Look at me on the cover of Vogue. Oh, I've got a gold medal. Oh, am I American or Chinese? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Eileen Goo. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, there goes our Eileen Goo interview on off the podium. Um, <laughs> Anyway, to the, real, skier. to the real sport of alpine skiing, where the men are men, um, <laughs> Canada's Eric Reed was 13th. Um, Trevor Philp was, is it Phil, like Philp? I think you've lost an eye in your name there, Philp. Shouldn't it be Trevor Philip? Like, what, what, what? You got a bit lazy there with your name, did you? I'm too cool for an extra eye, so I'm just going to call myself Trevor Philp. Um, he was 24th, Mr. Philp. Um and any other Canadians? No, this we had we had some. Uh, this is uh, one of the alpine skiing events where we had uh, a Filipino skier in it, Asa Miller, uh, a Ghan- a Ghanaian, Carlos Maidaya, great pin Madagascar's great great event. This one uh, has Filipinos ever had a skier before? Uh, maybe not. Um, but uh, good job there. Uh, we had Australian in this one, Lewis Mullen Schultz. Uh, he was 23rd. So uh, beat Canada's Trevor. Can't have an extra eye in his name, Philp. So, yeah, Lewis <laughs> didn't forget the eye in Lewis. Exactly. He's not just Luz. Um, so We're just taking on there. everybody today. We're just in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> you catch my aerials. I'm getting angry. <laughs> Actually, I just want to backtrack, right? Freestyle skiers are real. Like Laura, Danielle, uh, you know, Gabby, they all wanted to ski, but the, the, no, no, the IC no. stopped it. No, Ben, this is how we counter the curse. <laughs> we get angry at them. <laughs> we don't yeah. put expectations and put hopes of the nation. <laughs> the great nation of OTP, you're letting we, us down. We verbally abuse them on our podcast, and that's how they win. <laughs> and then suck up to them when they come back on. We love you guys. You're great. Um, it's been a six-year drought without a gold medal here at Nation of OTP. We're, we're struggling, Okay. Um, in the, speaking of OTP in the biathlon, uh, Scott was 20th in the, uh, 12 and a half K pursuit. Uh, he was the highest placed, uh, Canadian Jules Benoit was, uh, 28th. Adam Renaus was 30th. Uh, Christian Gow was 35th. Uh, and all the Australians, um, they stayed home. They just didn't want to compete today. 
they stay back in 2014 when we last had a biathlete. Um, you had one Canadian female biathlete, Emma Lunda. She was uh, 54th. So uh, good job there for Emma. Uh, in the We went over the bobsled in the cross country in the 4 by 10 kilometer relay. Canada finished 11th, which was second last. So uh, good for Canada. Uh, in the curling, uh, it was a Aww. mixed day. Uh, the men, the men, uh, thrashed the gold medalist from uh, Pyeongchang 10-5 over the US. So uh, suck on that, Kaylee Humphreys. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a real country right there, winning 10-5 <laughs> in curling. Uh, but then you go to the women and <laughs> Switzerland 8-5. Is that basically it now for the women? Is that kind of <laughs> done and dusted now? Like they still technically have a shot, but I mean they're gonna have to win everything to to really make it. This is the uh, this is the surprise. This is kind of the the Christine Cynthia surprise here. Um, I think we had hopes for both Jennifer Jones and for Brad Gushu, but I mean it's been a lot longer since Brad was in the Olympics. And considering Jennifer Jones had the undefeated Olympics, uh, she was considered our sure thing. And it has not gone well at all. And uh, I don't really know the reason why. I mean uh, the um, uh, the one where they played against Japan, you know, they they actually admitted we played really poorly, but they're not necessarily playing poorly. It's just they're getting outplayed. And maybe it's just curling's become a lot more competitive across the world uh, in the last eight years. Uh, it, it's incredibly disappointing, though. Uh, but uh, I mean, good job, Brad. I wanted to say I <laughs> I was compelled to watch a lot of the Canada U.S. Uh, one because I mean John Schuster, the Americans, the, the reigning gold medalists uh, from the last Olympics, they've definitely gotten gone through a makeover. I don't know if you've noticed. Um, they're embracing, it? they're embracing <laughs> their Duck Dynasty. Like I, I mullets and trucker hats. I, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. They have their 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 mullets and the ponytails coming out the back of the trucker hat. They got the mustaches. I mean, it's like watching Duck Dynasty on ice. This is what we, we always wanted, Duck Dynasty on ice, didn't we? And they certainly did not look like this in Pyeongchang. So I don't know what they, they are embracing uh, their Americanness. I don't know. They're, 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 there's no Make America Great. I mean, they seem like genuinely nice guys. I'm not knocking them, but like, good for you for, for making a stamp on the fashion choices. <laughs> if, if, if there was going to be a sport at the Winter Olympics that you think would be Duck Dynasty, I'd probably go for freestyle skiing, not curling. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> The thing that I liked, and you won't get this reference, and nobody who doesn't like Formula One won't get this reference, but I think it might be John Schuster. They've done a bit of a doppelganger with a Formula One driver by the name of Valtteri Bottas, and um, they, I think it was CBC, tweeted it out, and then Valtteri Bottas even like replied saying like "Oi," like you know, like he was offended by it or something like that. So, uh, kind of funny. I'm seeing the standings here in the curling. So Australia, uh, Australia, yeah, we've we've entered. John and uh, John's joined up with Tali and Dean and just flown it back out there. Rachel's there. Team mixed uh, there. And the women's Canada is second last. Uh, so and currently in fourth, Sweden a three and two, Canada one and three. So you're gonna need a few things going your way there. But in the men, the men, uh, you're fourth. Um, so yeah, you know, still there. Got to hang out. Hope for for Brad and the gang, right? Um, Sweden leading the men, uh, and uh, oh. yeah. Oh, oh. I was gonna say. By the way, I, I tuned into Sweden last night, waiting to see Jamie's the reaction. Entire country? Mr. Did you? Yes, I did. Can <laughs> I Stockholm? How you going? We, this is Colin. Can I tune in to you tonight? We canceled our uh, our cable subscription. Subscribe to Swedish cable. <laughs> it's it's IKEA very blonde. Twenty four seven. Welcome. <laughs> 
but yeah, I was waiting to see Jamie's reaction, you know, because she's, she's had a couple of favorites uh, so far, mostly Mr. John Morris in the curling. I'm like, Oh, she's going to love Oscar. So I tuned into it and I don't even say anything. And he comes up to goes, this guy looks ridiculously well-groomed, like almost with disdain. Like she wants a sloppier man. No, she wants a sloppier man than Oscar. (laughs) What what is wrong with Jamie? Like, I mean, God, (laughs) married to you too long. She doesn't know what attractiveness is. Well, then when I told her, I'm like, oh, this Swedish guy, this is the one that like all the women are going crazy. All the women and the men are going crazy for. And she's like, what, this guy? She pointed to the blonde guy, the other, I guess, semi-handsome guy in the team. You, this guy? No, she preferred the, the blonde guy to Oscar. I mean, in all fairness, they're Swedish. So they're every single one person's attractive. There's never been an unattractive oh, Swede. Like, it's thank just, you. It's I'm thing. Swedish, so thank well, you. so am I. <laughs> so, no, hey, we we're probably related. We are the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Sweden are winning the men's and uh, Switzerland are, are leading the women's. So uh, good, good for you. You you go, Sweden. Keep going out there. Um do shit. Um, in- you know, I would just want to say with the Canadian TV coverage, just, I said I watched a lot of curling yesterday. I, I could not sleep last night. I had a terrible night sleeping, which meant I got to watch everything that was covered, which was mostly reruns of the uh, the ice dancing and every curling. Mike Did you Harris, Harley Quinn and the Joker? No, they haven't aired that. I got to go back and Aww. watch the full feed to see that because I was... I, I, I scanned, as soon as we got off air, I scanned through my entire recording of it on CBC, just waiting to see it, and they didn't show. So, uh, but uh, Mike Harris definitely had a moment where he's like, wow, we got nothing to, to cover here on CBC. And he's like, so the only match left is China. Um, so we're going to cover this for the next little bit. <laughs> like, Mike was tired. And they're like, we got nothing else, Mike. We're not showing the third rerun of Ice Dancing. You're talking China now. <laughs> and you, you, you know Channel 7 had a struggle night too and the errors got cancelled because they're like, and we're going to go to the biathlon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I absolutely love watching Hamish and Amy going, oh, the biathlon. What an event. <laughs> Let's go to it now. <laughs> it's like everyone's shuffling into channels. Like, what the fuck's biathlon? They're like, is this an LGBTQ thing? What is this? <laughs> it's a representation of the Olympics right now, but what is it? <laughs> What's a biathlon? Where's that Ben Waterworth research guy? He's got COVID. He knows all about biathlon. Why are they going to gun? <laughs> Is that one that's been banned in Paris because of animal cruelty? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> um, in the ice hockey, Canada play, uh, well, the game would have started by now. Uh, are they losing yet? We'll find out. Uh, against China. Now, um, breaking news in the ice hockey. Uh, Canada are leading 2 nothing. by the way. So, uh, there you go. Um, Canada cannot qualify directly now for the quarterfinals based on the results that happened today. So, there are three groups, of course, of four. The top team in each goes through and then the next best place team goes through. Now, Canada could have still been that way if they had belted China and then hoped the other results went the way. But the big game today, Finland versus Sweden, went to overtime. So, therefore, both Sweden and Finland will go through based on that. But don't know if you saw this game, Colin. This was epic. Sweden, 3 nothing nope. up going into the third. Finland scored three late goals and then won it in overtime. So, in your face, my heritage, Sweden, because <laughs> I don't know why I'm going for Finland because I love the Finnish ice hockey team. So, uh, great result for them. But yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a favorite Finnish player of all time? Timo Solani. Of course. There you go. That, I mean, <laughs> come on. That's why we cheer for Finland. <laughs> as, as a Ducks fan, of course, I'm going to go for Timu. Great, great Timu. Why wouldn't you go? I mean, I would have gone Winnipeg Jets, but uh, yes, yes, the Ducks as well. And Kippersoff as well. Got to love, got to love me oh, some goalies. Yeah. 
So a couple of great fins. Um, I do, I do love the fins. But um, so yeah, basically how that's working in that. So Sweden in Group C, uh, Finland go on top, Sweden second. So they'll both go through to the quarterfinals. Uh, in Group A, it will be the US unless. Germany beat the US and Canada can uh, pull up a more than an eight goal win over China, and a bit of a bit of a boil over in the in Group B. Rock, the favourites, actually lost to the Czech Republic in overtime. So, mm. but Rock will still go through based on superior goal difference. The Czech Republic, uh, so they actually lost to Denmark, but then they go and beat Rock. So try and figure out Czech Republic right now how they're doing because that's a bit of a all over the shop job there, uh, and then also beat Switzerland in a shootout. So um, yeah, Czech Republic uh, harder to read than a freestyle skier's weather predictions. Maybe I don't know, um, <laughs> but I mean every country does get a shot at going into the quarterfinals with the way that the playoffs work. It's a bit odd the men's ice hockey. But, um, yeah, Canada, of course, uh, we'll see where they fit into that. But, of course, the women tomorrow, the women, um, semi-final night tomorrow night on Valentine's Day. I mean, does Canada even bother showing it because they know that they're going to go through the cold medal? You're only playing, you know, a team that you beat 12-1 in the semi-finals in Switzerland. So does Canada give a shit right now about that or does it bring on the gold medal match? Uh, I mean, we definitely have lost in the semifinals before in Olympics. Uh, no, you haven't. You haven't. <laughs> never. It's women. never happened, right? Never. The, uh, no, no, no. America did once. You've never lost America. in the semifinals. No, in the but, the, but the men's, we're still remembering um, the last Olympics oh, here. Sexist. So. Who cares about the men? The women can do it. <laughs> those women, those are men. Those are real men, women. <laughs> well, careful how you say that. I'd probably say that. that's a woman. That's a woman. Uh, I was just saying you just gave me my Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day, Jamie. <laughs> Semifinals. I mean, at least somebody's going to have a Valentine's Day tomorrow. I'm still in a hotel. Uh, so oh, you can have a Valentine's Day. I was getting lucky if I wasn't. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Otherwise, I would be Mr. Lothario on the streets of Melbourne on Valentine's Day. Look out, women <laughs> and men. You're Swedish. Of course you would. <laughs> dress up as Oscar Ericsson. I'll walk around and say, hello, I'm Oscar. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Take my undies. Um, <laughs> take my undies. A new podcast from Ben Waterloo <laughs> coming in 2026. Um, we went through the short track before uh, and the women's 500 meter speed skating is happening. The men's actually the team pursuit quarterfinals I'm seeing are on right now. And I can tell you that Canada are sitting in fifth in the in w- what events is this i caught in this is the, the long this is the long track speed skating team pursuit uh, uh canada are through no they're not through to the semi-finals so they are through to final c uh so they have missed <laughs> out on the semi-finals the semi-finals will be between norway usa rock and the netherlands so uh there you go um what did you watch today you kind of went over basically a lot of what you watched colin but anything else that we've missed out on there uh, I feel like I watched everything because I'm, I'm starting to wonder if I fell asleep for more than 20 minutes last night. Um, uh, a lot of curling, uh, the whole thing of the monobob, uh, which Jamie watched with me. That was fun. Uh, I always I always let Jamie know. I'm like, Jamie, you could uh, rudely critique people's appearances, which is basically what she loves to do in the Olympics is just uh, 
pick apart everybody's flaws uh, and occasionally pick apart their 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 strengths. Um, but uh, she enjoyed it, so we watched that. Lots of curling and uh, the it was the uh, what's the I don't know what the distance is the four by one hundred or the four by one hundred relay. Yes, <laughs> in cross country skiing, it is still going. Uh, the four by ten. That, yeah, four by ten. Yeah, the four by ten kilometers, not meters. That's, not, that's a very yes. short event. Rough, 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 and go to rock. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm finding myself more interested in cross country than I have been uh, since probably Torino. Um, but uh, it, it is an odd sport to watch because you're not necessarily like, oh, and here comes the finish line. It's sort of like, oh, and there's the finish line, and let's just wait and see if anybody does better. You know it. It's it's not like a stay on a high. Uh, it's kind of you got to be right in the middle ground of excitement and oh that's interesting and oh I, I like to watch the countdown clocks and everything. But it is an odd sport to try to get into. I the thing I love about cross country and biathlon about many things is that you want to talk about athletes. These are amazing athletes. Like people often complain about the Winter Olympics. It's like oh you know these multi medalists. You know it's it's not fair because there's only like what two or three sports in which you can win multiple medals. It's not like the Summer Olympics, but like I I would almost go out on a limb and say these multi. You know the the Bjorn Jarlies and the Ollie, the other guy um, from Norway in the nineties. Um, one of them was a cross country skier. One of them was a biathlete. Like I'd almost go out on a limb and say they're better athletes than a Michael Phelps. And because you, you look at what they've got to do, like no disrespect to Mark Phelps. He's an amazing athlete. Of course he is. He's the most decorated Olympian summer winter of all time. Probably something that will never be matched, but like he's swimming 50 meters, hundred meters, you know, like he's swimming a shortish amount of distance and okay. Swimming, skiing different, but like you look at these like athletes in cross country biathlon, the, the minimum, the, the small, the shortest distance they're doing is like seven and a half K's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kilometers. Like I want to see Michael Phelps doing the, you know, the 10 kilometer swim, uh, and the butterfly and then come back to me and see if he's going, but like they're, they're backing this up. So if you're winning you five gold medals in cross country skiing, you, you've done at least 50, 60 kilometers in a single uh, Olympics, even more so because of course, like you got the 50 K is like the marathon of this. So it's impressive. I, I'm so impressed with cross country skiers and biathletes at the Olympics and, as an Australian, I don't know how much attention it gets in North America. I don't think it would get as much. Obviously, it would in like Norway and Finland and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But like, I'm sad that we don't get the attention of this sport because they're impressive athletes. They are amazing. And I love watching them. I'm so happy whenever I get to see cross-country skiing or biathlon at the Olympics. You know, I almost, it's the only sport where I really feel pain for the people too. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I run marathons, and but that's running. And I can tell you that, of all sports I've ever competed in my life, cross-country skiing, we had to do cross-country skiing as part of school. That was part of your winter gym class. And it is the worst thing in the world. Like, I hate cross-country skiing. Uh, I I remember we went to a winter camp. We had to do, like, a cross-country. It was probably only, like, one or two kilometers or something like that. But we had to do a cross-country trail or whatever. And literally halfway through, I took my skis off and I walked back. Like, I was just done with it. So... I, I feel their pain uh, doing cross-country skiing, but it is just, it's, it's, it's unusual to, I, I don't even know how to say it. It's just, it, it's, it's tricky to actually get into it the way you would get into other races, but yet it's fascinating because it is different. Um, you also gave me the visual there of imagine if we had Michael Phelps swimming a 200 meter butterfly, and then he has to climb out of the pool and shoot a gun. Yeah, and maybe he would be the best athlete ever, but he doesn't have to shoot a gun. Well, okay? he's American. He, he does that anyway. It's, he probably it's a does. Tuesday. Yeah, that's, 
That's his practice days. <laughs> 8 a.m. Got to go to Walmart. Pop, pop. All right, back in the pool, Michael. Um, yeah, you, you, you're right. Like I, the only experience I ever had of remotely seeing anything cross country skiing is when I went snowshoeing, and that was at the Nordic course. Well, that's tough. Um, I mean, very tough. Like incredibly. Like uh, I'm going to be an Olympian in snowshoeing, but like I saw. <laughs> Like, that's the only time I've ever seen it in person. And, like, that was literally the skiing that I saw. And I'm like, okay, I want to do that. So, when I did my five minutes on skis and whipped out, well, five minutes, Ben, be generous, 30 seconds on skis and I whipped out, that was Alpine, you know. So, I'm like, no, this isn't the skiing I want to do. I want to do freaking cross country. That's the one to me that looks easier. Um, but easier is a relative it's term. It's definitely not. <laughs> considering when you're seeing these people crossing the line vomiting. And this is the thing that you went on the episode the other day with Joe. We are talking about the 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 excrement that is coming out of these athletes' mouths. Like with the triathlon we had in Tokyo, like the Norwegian guy, a bit of vom on this thing, fine. These guys are vomiting and it's freezing coming out of their mouths and they've got yeah. frozen vomit hanging off their beards. There was the rock guy today when he was crossing the line. He literally looked like freaking what's-his-face in Cool Runnings when he was stuck in the freezer thing with his dreadlocks <laughs> breaking off. Like he had a beard where he had like stalactites coming off his beard celebrating with the rock flag. Like get this guy in a fr- fucking oven. He's about to like break. It's like Boris from Goldeneye. I'm invincible. Like frozen. <laughs> Um, that's an athlete that's a winter athlete seriously just like just like go back and listen to our casey wright interview when she sort of talked about just the the different levels that they've got to go through um many reasons i'd love to go to europe but i I would love to go to europe and go to like a world cup cross country like be in a place like go to norway go to russia go to you know france sweden these places where this is their primetime sport this is what they're watching you know um and just, just see it. But, uh, yeah, and I should say, of course, uh, Oli Bjorn Jarlin was the biathlete from Norway and Bjorn Dali was the cross-country skier from Norway. But the greatest of all time, of course, is Marit Bjorgen, the female cross-country skier who won 15 medals in total. So she's, she's the goat, if we're using that terminology uh, in it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm calling this now. Uh, we've cracked the sliding in Australia. We're cracking... We're, we're, we're Seattle, the cross-country slash biathlon by the 2038 Winter Olympics. So we've got 16 years to crack the medal in cross-country slash biathlon for Australia. So where's 2038? Let's say that's going to be in Amity in Kazakhstan. They finally get their Olympics. Um, it's going to happen. You mean Al- Almaty? That one too. <laughs> Amity. <laughs> Amityville. The Amity Horror. <laughs> the Amityville Horror. <laughs> Sister cities in Kazakhstan, often confused, uh, right near each other. Uh, which Did we talk about the fact that uh, that they were going to have ski jumping downtown? Uh, yeah. In, yeah, in you, that was of in one of the interviews. Yeah, like that, like it was. Like how awesome would that have been? Like we talk about freaking nuclear reactors in the, you know, the freestyle oh. skiing, like come on. I mean, if, if if you've watched any World Cup for winter sports, you've seen Almaty a million times. And I got to say, those are the best facilities that have never been in the Olympics. So let's give Almaty the Olympics. They are the Istanbul of the Winter Olympics. They bid every single year and just never yeah. get, eventually they're going to get there. Uh, they're going to brabbery it through essentially. But um, do you know the, um, the Bird's Nest actually had a, uh, a World Cup uh, area skiing event one time so uh so i i never saw it but i read it in david morris's book which and he officially is a coach for australia by the way he was being interviewed on tv tonight saying that he is a coach of australia. Oh, okay. so 
Good on you, Dave. But in aerials, right? We're not going to see him pop up yes. in Monobob. <laughs> he, he didn't coach Dean and Tali. Uh, he was coaching. <laughs> he, I still, still want to see him just pop up in random sports. <laughs> well, what, watch him like tomorrow. No. <laughs> well, he's actually in the ice hockey. He was uh, coaching the Chinese women's team. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> did, didn't go out too well for him. Um, I watched the Monobob, of course. Uh, I'm watching... Monobob right now. It's on TV. Um, cross country, biathlon, bit of ice hockey, uh, speed skating. Yeah, kind of covered all the bases today, really, with that. Uh, fails, anything from CBC today that uh, whets your appetite? Uh, you know, I didn't watch a lot of the CBC coverage. And what I did watch was, you know, curling, where they're they're not the most talkative, um, <laughs> which is kind of the point of curling. Uh, other than Mike Harris, like, all right, and the only thing left is uh, the Chinese match here. <laughs> uh, but uh, th- I did catch, because it was on replays uh, multiple times today, the the ice dancing and uh, kind of a funny moment. Te- First of all, I just want to say, Tessa and Stott, I thought, especially after interviewing Tessa Virtue and really seeing that she's not very involved in the sport or anything, that uh, I thought, okay, well, this is just, this is obviously a ratings grab. You know, there's no other reason you would need. Tessa and Scott are not going to be commentators for life. They are so good on commentary. Like, like legitimately some of the best commentators and for the first time they've ever done it. I mean, even better. Uh, and, and I think part of it is just being able to hear them play off of each other because typically you'll have uh, one expert on a commentary panel, but now you have two where they can be like, oh yeah, you're right about that. And how about this? Like, it's, it's like listening to a conversation. It was fantastic, but they were just doing, it was uh, one of the Canadian pairs that they were critiquing. And uh, I also like that they're, they're, they're very politely, very Canadian harsh. Uh, they're, <laughs> they're definitely not sugarcoating things. It's not all. And that was incredible. It's like, and I think if uh, you were to ask them, honestly, they would say they were disappointed in that. <laughs> so I, I, I love the way they do that. But they had where they were um, critiquing one of the Canadian pairs and it was going on and on and on you know, for probably the, the hour and a half that it took for the scores to be revealed. Uh, and it was just a lot of, yeah, and you know, that this twirl here, that wasn't up to par. And then the, the main convert, uh, commentator, Brenda Irving, who's been commentating figure skating forever, she goes, and this is why we have you guys on here, because I was just going to say it was fabulous. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> After about wow. 10 minutes of Tessa and Scott banter. <laughs> I kind of want to see this. Do you, you still can also get the NBC coverage, right? You've got that unique thing where you can kind of yeah. watch both. So yeah. do you ever do you watch the NBC coverage or not really? Or uh, It depends. Like sometimes if I'm just seeing something that, okay, I've seen this a million times, I'll switch. I was watching the um, the the... The, the giant slalom, sorry, uh, last night on the NBC coverage because they weren't showing it on CBC for some reason. Uh, so yeah, it's fun. Uh, there's you have to pick your sports because if you know who their expert is going to be, uh, then it could be a little bit tough. I mean, I, I would often listen to the um, uh, the, the moguls, the NBC coverage, just because I hated Johnny Mosley, who is a gold medalist in Nagano, so much. <laughs> but uh, the NBC coverage has actually been fairly uh, I don't know, fair, I guess, not slanted in comparison to past years I've seen. Uh, I don't know who they have for the figure skating, though, because, of course, I Tess think they're Brian Boitano, don't they? I think because I've seen Brian Boitano on his Twitter feed saying that he's Oh, what would Brian Boitano do? That's the question. I know, which, which can I just say, the greatest thing that he has on his Twitter page is the fact that his profile picture is a picture of him from South Park. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. Um, it's I also funny want to I- say with, with Tessa and Scott, one more thing. Uh, you know you have Scott Moyer and Tessa Virtue when – instead of just letting them commentate, you make sure that their picture is in the bottom corner of the screen as they commentate, which they don't do for anybody else. But if you look like Tess and Scott, you got to have their picture on camera. 
Which, let's be honest, with all of um, Australia's expert, um, again, nobody in Australia really knows who they are anyway, except for Bradbury. Um, so it's kind of, and no disrespect to our great expert commentators that we're, they've got on Channel Seven, but um, not yeah, even literally, Lydia. Lydia, well, Lydia's not. She's um, she's in Beijing, kind of as a, a, a like she's actually hosting. So her, Mel, and and Richo are kind of the uh. the three people who are sort of hosting from Beijing. And Lydia has been like seriously, nobody can stop talking about how amazing Lydia should get her own TV show after this. She's hilarious. Like literally, was it last night? Her and Richo. Uh, talking, going to the speed, uh, the ski jumping. So literally, they get there, and Lydia's like, "Okay, Richard, I'm going to explain to you how ski jumping works. So I've seen them in the gym. So you see them working out, and the coach just sits there and goes, and she like kind of gets down on her knees, and then she goes, and they lift her up, and they go whoosh, and then back on their feet again, whoosh, and she's like, it's that simple. <laughs> like she just goes out of her way to explain it in such a way where you're like." That made no sense, but I completely get ski jumping right now. I really <laughs> want to see has your been TV a coverage. Revelation. She is absolutely amazing. And can I just spoil this right now? Because uh, we're going to get to our day of celebrations in a moment. Tomorrow is going to be a good day if you're a Lydia Lassler fan. So oh, <laughs> um, she she is just absolutely amazing. She just seems like genuinely the nicest person. And there was one of the rehearsal days where I was in studio and they were kind of doing practice cuts between them and just watching them off air is even a thousand times better than watching them on air. So like, I think you you told us the story. (laughs) Yeah. Lydia is just, just such an incredible person. We've obviously had her on the show and um, yeah, just, and she has not aged a day. She looks absolutely (laughs) incredible. So there's a woman that that's a woman right there. Um, I, Obviously, Channel 7 were just outstanding today. Absolutely on the ball. <laughs> just so amazing. Just could not get over how were. perfectly brilliant they were. But I actually have... So, um, fucknews.com.au. Um, so, I shared the photo last night in our chat. Uh, so, after Jackie had won the medal, I'm like, okay, what's news.com.au going to be having for this? Their headline was, Hurtling to history, record-breaking Aussie, a red-hot metal chance... Um, so couldn't even spell check their headline, uh, eventually disappeared there. But I mean, look, I just want to go over again, some great news.com today, you things. Cause, uh, again, Olympics going on today, but some of their, uh, headlines today, um, were about, um, Courtney Love's daughter and Tony Hawk's son dating. Congratulations <laughs> to them. Uh, good for them. Um, also the fact that, um, there's a bit of a trend going on in Hollywood right now, Colin, the on-screen peen. All the penises are being shown in all the movies right now. So this was a headline, like the trend taking Hollywood. And literally they use the words on-screen peen. That wait, is wait journalism in Australia. Jamie Jamie just tuned into the show for the first time ever. He said, what? <laughs> well, that, that that movie that Benedict Cumberbatch is like apparently get to see his doodle in uh, his new movie where he got oh, yeah, an Oscar do. in. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Colin's on board. That's a man. <laughs> Jesse Clemens didn't show it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't need to. He's already a man. Um, <laughs> but I guess I got a, like two weird things, which they're not really fails as such, but two things I want to just comment on. Why are we so openly going on about male athletes at the Winter Olympics being old? Like, literally, when I think I was watching the cross-country, well, there was a cross-country of the biathlon. They're literally going, and he's 36 and he's an old man. Like, it just seems to be (laughs) a thing where you can openly talk about a male athlete of a certain age and call them old, but you never say that about a female athlete. Uh, So I don't know why is there a line there. I, I don't know if I've ever heard them say, oh, she's like, they may say she's a veteran, 
But they're never going to turn around and go, well, Jesus Christ. And Jacobellus, well, she's an old woman, isn't she? Like, they never say that. But Baumgart, now nah, he's fucking ancient. Put him in a nursing home. Like, I mean, why? where's the line there? It is kind of weird. Like, I definitely don't hear they're old here. You, you'll get like, oh, they have been in this many Olympics. But it is funny you mention that because um, I never heard anyone talking about Irene. Uh, what is Irene? Mm, or, um, Irene what's her name? Yeah, Woost. Yeah, uh, with her, it was, you know, oh, she's competing in this many Olympics. And you forget how young she is. And meanwhile, mm. she's like 35, 36, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I can at least see that, that they're not. Uh, and it's the same thing with Kaylee Humphreys. I mean, Kaylee Humphreys is what, like 35, 36 years old now. And uh, there's been no mention of her age. But yet, I, I can't, I don't think anybody's calling male athletes old, but they do mention it's like, oh, and they are 41 years of age or 39 they, they years of age. They definitely use the word, oh, I've heard the word old used plenty of times in our coverage. That's not even the Channel 7. This is a lot of the OBS stuff. But um, and, the, and the other thing, too, which I think is, like, a bit weird, again, put on the other shoe, doesn't play the same way. Speaking of Richo, Jason Richardson, one of our, uh, you know, on-the-ground reporters, hilarious guy, absolutely brilliant. Because um, he's been wearing so many layers, people have been commenting that he looks a bit pudgy, a bit fat. So a lot of people are like, fat-shaming Richo, and they keep coming on air, and Lydia's saying, like, oh, you're looking a bit off there, you know. Like, oh, stop fat-shaming me, Lydia. Like, and just, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Now... Okay, it's hilarious. It's funny. I like it. Richo's playing up to the joke. But put this on the other shoe. If all of a sudden we're coming on and go, oh, Lydia, you're looking a bit fat there. Mel McLaughlin, oh, you're a bit chubby. Like, I mean, no one's going to buy that. That's going to be front page of news.com.au with their metal chances. So um, just saying. You, you know, when you go back to work next week, can you just fit in a day where you put in the research there that one of the female athletes is fat or old? <laughs> And she's very old and fat compared to how she was in Pyeongchang. Probably a freestyle skier, let's be honest. Uh, lazy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Pick up your game, freestyle skiers. Um, the other thing too, now this isn't a new thing. This, is, this has been around for years. Why do we refer to the Winter Olympics as the Olympic Winter Games? Why are they just not referred to mm. as the Winter? We, we don't call them the Olympic Summer Games. So, like, yeah. what? Like it just, it's always being weird to me that people refer to them as the Olympic winter games. They're not just the winter Olympics. They're the winter Olympics. Cause you still every now and then hear them called the summer Olympics or generally the Olympics. But I don't know. It's something that these Olympics has really started to stand out to me and been bothering me. The Olympic winter games. Okay. <laughs> I, I never noticed that until you said it, but then I picture in my head hearing that and it is, you never hear it for the summer, but it also would sound weird for the summer. I wonder though, if it would sound weird for the summer because I've never heard it. Or because it's just, it's not a string of words that fits together that way. But it's just like, does it make it sound more magical, more majestical, the Olympic Winter Games? Like, I mean, Winter Olympics sounds fine to me. I mean, yeah. They are the Winter Olympics uh, and they are the Summer Olympics. So, um, yeah, just random little thing that I, I wanted to point out. One thing also that I've said I wanted, I've been watching a lot, Bing Dwen Dwen, come on. Like we, oh, haven't yeah. had a, we haven't had a Bing Dwen Dwen update. Like we, we we really should be talking more about being selling out left, right, and center. You cannot buy a Bing Dwen Dwen anywhere on planet Earth right now. But like every single time they're sharing a video of the Bing Dwen Dwen, like the, I don't remember what event it was the other day, but the crowd was going off. You got little chubby fat Bing Dwen. Oh, here I am, fat chubby Bing Dwen Dwen, old too. And he's old. <laughs> 
hypocrite Ben. Here he goes again. Jumping up and down, little big dwed dwed. There was the one the other day of him doing like a dance off with one of the volunteers and I think like the snowboarding. But the one today at the figure skating, which I shared, and I can't stop laughing. Little big dwed dwed doing his little like, yeah, do 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 do. I'm big dwed dwed. Does a little dance, trying to do a little figure skating routine and face plants into the wall. <laughs> And then you've got like 10 volunteers going, oh my God, Big Dwendwen's down. Um, being, like, okay, I love Shui Ron Ron, but I haven't seen Shui Ron Ron in action. Big Dwendwen might be my favorite mascot ever. I fucking love Big Dwendwen. This Dwen is a Dwen. turnaround. Come you on. You were not high on Big Dwendwen when we did our reaction uh, a couple months ago. Are you are you on board with the Big Dwendwen love? Like, it's hilarious watching just the oh. things this mascot gets up to. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's giving it a bit of personality, and and I think we we've kind of missed this uh, in the um, the other Olympics. The, the mascots haven't been as much of a thing as they've just been logos and yeah. plush figures. You know, uh, this is kind of like the, uh, the the Canada Games one that uh, when you looked at the drawing, you're like, wow, that is just some weird creature. And then you saw the mascot, which was all over the place here in the Canada Games. We're like, wow, that is so creepy and so wonderful. At the same time, I love it. Uh, I think we need more of the mascots. Like, let's let's start seeing the the Olympic mascots be mascots again, and not just be drawings on a logo. It's like it's like during the Commonwealth Games with um with Borobi, of course. You know, it's sort of like Borobi took on its own personality, and every time I showed up to work, and fucking Borobi was like, Borobi's here, and like you know, like you got like thirty photos of Borobi, but you didn't care. You're like, fuck Borobi, and it didn't help. One of my bosses was absolutely obsessed with Borobi, of course. But um, yeah, no, being more being Dwendwens. All right, this is this is brilliant. I just come on Brisbane 2032. If we run out of ideas, can we give the Daily Dale the Bing? <laughs> Can we give the athlete of the games to being Dwendwen? Seriously. <laughs> this might be the star of the Olympics to me. I absolutely love this panda. I really do. I want, like, if you ever want to get me a present for anything in life, I want a being Dwendwen. That's it. <laughs> All I want right now is a, when they're on sale by the time, like, 2047 comes around. Yeah. Um, and you can finally get your 25th anniversary being Dwendwen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the celebration, day of celebration, uh, Colin, uh, we haven't shared uh, one on online yet today. So who is Canada's day of celebration today? Um, well, let's give everybody a little bit of Ariel's action since Ariel's is canceled. It's, uh, Philippe Laroche, uh, a very French name from a very French Canadian. Uh, so, uh, history for Canada, we actually... At one point, we're decent in aerials. <laughs> so wow. decent that the, I mean, are we, I, I know the team event now, but individ, oh, individual well, medals sil counts. Silver and bronze in, um, we had Deidre Dion on the show, of course. Uh, you, you, you've done all right. That was 20 years ago. Well, so. Still? <laughs> <laughs> My point is it's been a while. Although I was going to mention in this, you know, our last medalist, Deidre Dion, I haven't even got a chance to tell you. That was a pretty good interview and a, a good land that you got her on the show. So um, decent I interview. Agree. So. Good job, Ben. We, we did um, very well on Off the Podium by getting medalists behind our gold medalists in Salt Lake with Apollo Ono and our Deidre Dion yes. behind Alyssa and, and Steven. So hopefully we get Alyssa and Steven on one day soon. So. But uh, uh, Felipe LaRoche uh, was the original winner when it was not a proper medal contest because he uh, won gold or first place, whatever you want to call it, uh, in the demonstration sport in Albertville and then followed it up with the silver medal in Lillehammer two years later uh, and um, retired from the sport not long afterwards, but uh, 
uh, a bit of history from Canada in a sport that uh, we've had a smattering of success in. <laughs> it's it's uh, interesting you say about that because, like, I remember growing up when you know aerials was obviously it's always been a big sport in Australia, our sort of our main winter sport, but. Canada was always that country they used to talk up back in the day as the ones to look out for. It was always like, oh, yeah. oh, behind Australia, like Canada are the ones that you should always, yeah, they're our biggest rivals, them and Belarus, basically. Yeah, I mean, we would win multiple aerial medals at games. Uh, like you mentioned, I mean, even in uh, Lillehammer, uh, you know, behind Philippe, there was uh, another bronze medal. And uh, of course, the year the Deidre won wasn't even our only medal. But uh, I swear, I just took a glimpse at the Monobob replay and I thought I saw the German going down backwards, but I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I'm really caught me off guard for a second. But, uh, but it, it's, it one of these, <laughs> it's one the, of these, it's one of these things where said to Germany, stop winning the sliding medals. You are going <laughs> down backwards from now on. Okay. This Mr. is your Park. penalty. And still they win. But, but this is a sport I want to see come back in Canada. Um, and, and we're seeing in these games kind of a resurgence of uh, a lot of sports. We've not had a lot of success in before. Uh, so maybe it's time for aerials. We'll know if they ever have the guts to go out there in the snow. Well, yeah, bloody wimps. Um, we, I will say without, as I said, tomorrow might be a good day for one of our, we'll have two aerial day celebrations this week, having that we're trying to do all of our Olympic gold medals from Australia. There's not many. So uh, we will be covering at least two more. Um, our day, uh, our celebratory day for Australia, uh, Stephen Lee, now uh, three-time Olympian in alpine skiing, competed in 84, 88, 92. Um, has our best ever results in several of uh, Alpine events, including a 19th in downhill in 1984 and a 19th in the combined in 1992. And I think a lot of people grew up, I know I grew up more so on Stephen Lee as a commentator. He was always the expert commentator on Channel 7 uh, for the Alpine skiing. I remember he, if you listen at our very beginning of this episode and you hear the Zali Stegel call, uh, he's the one shouting out, she's done it, she's done it. Like that's, that's him and always was a face. Of that. Um, also, I will say, worked as a stunt double in several movies. Uh, has been a stunt double for both Roger Moore and Jackie Chan uh, in some movies. Two men who look very similar. I know, right? Uh, so there you go. Um, and there's always been a bit of a face of the media here. But sadly for Stephen, um, had a stroke a couple of years ago now and uh, it's going through a bit of a battle. So there's actually a, a big campaign to help raise money for, for him to sort of live. He's sort of um, uh, going to be living with some disabilities now for the rest of his life. But uh, they've had some pretty big names get behind sort of supporting this. Uh, I know Olivia Newton-John, for example, uh, Lindsay Vonn. Uh, they've they've sent out video messages of support for for Stephen Lee. So probably Scotty James as well. Pro- probably yes, <laughs> I believe he's coming through now, uh, supporting it. But um, a, a legend of of winter sport in Australia, and obviously we uh, we hope that Stephen uh, is doing okay right now with the challenges that he's going through. Uh, breaking news in the ice hockey. Um, we should really give an update on this. Canada three, China nothing. USA one, Germany one. Ooh, Germany can drama. do it. Come on, Germany. The Germans are coming. Um, <laughs> when I turn around and say that Canada can't directly make the quarterfinals, well, that's obviously, again, not being disrespectful to our German ice hockey players who could upset the Americans and help the Canadians out here. So um, there is definitely that. Um, so. <coughs> Excuse me, that should have edited that out, but um, I'm a freestyle skier, I'm lazy. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, we 
<laughs> Hello to all our freestyle skiers listening. I, I really do appreciate all of you who have appeared on the show and will in the future. Um, it's a busy day tomorrow now that a lot of events have obviously been postponed and, and a sort of a rehappening tomorrow. So um, we've got a bunch of extra snowboard and freestyle skiing things happening tomorrow. Um, but in terms of the actual medals, um, I still think only four are being decided tomorrow. Uh, so the women's mono bob, the ice dance. <clears throat> God, I'm dying all of a sudden. I don't know what's happening. The COVID's coming back, Colin. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the women's aerials and the men's large heel in the team. Let's be honest. There's going to be three handed out tomorrow. <laughs> aerials will not happen. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, you know, and the ski jumpers can still jump in the snow. Um, why can't the uh, the aerialists? Um, but um, yeah, what are we looking forward to tomorrow? I mean, it's it's a bit. It's Valentine's Day. It's a big day. Uh, obviously, we've penciled this in as a big day for monobob and aerials. But it's all about the aerials for, from an Australian perspective. Where this is this is legitimately. I predicted a goal was coming from this with Laura, our flag bearer off the podium. This could be off the podium today, tomorrow. We could be on air when this is happening tomorrow because we've got two because Danny is in a really good shot as well. But um, how are you feeling tomorrow about uh, what else is happening with everything? I mean, there's no invested interest in um, aerials for Canada, uh, although I will say it's a sport I always love watching because it's, it's, it's great to watch. Uh, but uh, outside of the hockey that we already mentioned, I mean, I'm, I'm all on board for Monobob. Uh, I think there's something about having less athletes in certain sports that somehow makes it more exciting because I'm much higher on mixed doubles curling than I am now on the team curling. And I think part of it is that you, you get to know the personalities of the athletes. In a Monobob, we only got one athlete. I mean, it's it's just a lot easier to, to follow the athletes and uh, get to know them. Uh, plus, it's been fun to watch the mistakes because this is a new sport and uh, they were even saying in the commentary, I mean, it's probably going to be another one or two Olympics before you really even see people get to be pros in monobob because it's just, it's new and you're there, everybody's still trying to figure out how to, how to make it work. And that sort of made it a little bit more exciting. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finishing up the monobob now. I agree. Um, although you've got traders in it as well. But as I said, I, I still support Kaylee and she's going to win. And and now by me saying that she's not going to win, and that means Canada's going to win. So I'm okay either way. Excuse me while I die a little bit more. Um, it's it's great when it just wants to make an appearance when it, you don't want it to, does it? COVID's great. Couldn't 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 recommend it more. Five stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's give it our disease of the day. <laughs> let's say we haven't had daily Dale yet. Um, COVID nineteen um, thoroughly <laughs> deserves it's. Um, yeah, look, I. Um, I, I am hopeful that Bree can sneak in a sneaky medal. Uh, a top five, I think, would be fantastic, though, for Bree still. Um, she's obviously top seven right now, so going there. But, like, yeah, just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm feeling confident about the aerials. I am. And I think, like, it's just, like, Laura, she's just, she's an interesting person, Laura Peel, because, like, she's she's so good at what she does. And, you know, she's, she's not going to stand out when it comes to, say, like, you know, you look at Alyssa Campbell and you look at Lydia Lassler, they're a bit of a, you know, outgoing personalities, you know, they're, they're very open in the media, very, you know, bright, everything sort of stuff. I'm not saying Laura Peel's not bright. I'm just saying that Laura's a lot, a lot more calm. She's just she's, old and fat. <laughs> she's a freestyle skier. She's lazy. Um, no, she's, she's just, she's a lot more, I guess, just casual and calm. She's very laid back. She's very, she's almost like a Jackie Narricot. Like she's just kind of, 
I loved the interview that I did with Laura. I thought she gave some great responses, but again, she's obviously just like somebody who's just, she just goes about a business and doesn't really care too much about the interviews and the, and the fame and kind of the extra stuff that comes with it. So, and I, I really appreciate that about her. And I think it's great. So I, I think it's going to be fantastic to see her go out there tomorrow night to obviously a third Olympics. Um, I do believe if she wins gold, she would be Canberra's first ever uh, Winter Olympic gold medalist, which is a pretty big deal for them. So good, less of a population than Hobart. So uh, we'll see how that plays out, our nation's capital. Um, but also all the best of luck to, to Danielle as well, because it's also her third Olympics. And people obviously sort of overlook her because Laura Peel's the world champion and everything. But Danielle's been on plenty of podiums in the last World Cup cycle, uh, even won one from memory. And um, there's every chance we could double podium tomorrow, which obviously we've never done in a Winter Olympics is double podium in an event. <clears throat> so... Um, <coughs> I'm choking up over the prospect of... Um, <laughs> Of double there, and obviously Gab Gabby Ash in the um the third spot there. I'm really just just dying here apparently with it. So um very much looking forward to that. But also tomorrow um the slope style, those lazy slope style freestyle skiers um will be out there on the course tomorrow as well uh for the women and in the snowboard as well. It's all happening around about the same time. We've got the big air for the men and the women. So Tess Cody actually our bronze medalist. I thought she'd gone home, but no, she's uh, she's back. She's in the big air. She's she's tripping. She's uh woo! Uh come on, come woo. on, Tess. <laughs> you uh she's going out there, guns blazing, going for the chalky medal, all that kind of fun stuff. And the men's big air, which is a big one for Canada, isn't it? So you guys are looking forward to that one. Are we? I don't I don't know anything about it. Just well, good to see my research is actually paying off for once. Um, <laughs> I, I think. Well, we haven't even talked about the controversy yet with them. Uh, oh, the uh, Morris uh, thinks he should have won. Yeah, I, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Mark McMorris comes out and says, uh, you know, there's something wrong. I had the best run of the day and uh, the scores were in my favor. And it, basically saying he should have won. And then a lot of people got upset by a saying, okay, well, that's, you're kind of a poor sport. You're a three-time bronze medalist. Don't take it personally. And also, Hey, you lost to another Canadian. Uh, apparently not only has he come out and actually issued an apology, which it's pretty rare that a Canadian says something where they have to issue an apology. Well, just <laughs> but, apologize uh, anyway. They don't have to exactly, issue an apology. It's just Canadian. That's why it's not a big deal because Mark's used to apologizing when he doesn't have to. Uh, but he not only issued an apology publicly, but uh, apparently uh, Max Burrow even said that uh, Mark actually came and knocked on his door and issued the apology in person to him first before he said anything in the media. So uh, you got to love these Canadians. I mean, they're, they're polite even when they're rude. Except when they defect. Um, but uh, we should also mention the women's at Zoe's back tomorrow. So uh, get on board the Zoe train. That's the event she actually won a bronze in Pyeongchang. So uh, see how that goes with that one. Um, so Daily Dale, how we how we have we forgotten this? <coughs> oh my goodness me, this is this is going great for me. Internet's dying, choking everything. Brilliant. This is why we're nominated for sports podcast awards, people. Um, I've got three potential. Uh, Me too. Four, actually. Um, but uh, both come, well, two come from one sport, two come from another sport. So I'll, I'll let, give me your takes first. Uh, I mean, really, this is the day where we have, this should be uh, our famous 007 episode. There's literally nothing to talk about. And I think we're going to set a record for longest episode here. And But we're going to struggle with the Daily Deal because not a lot happened. Uh, the ones I have, I'm going to admit, are kind of silly. Uh, first up, uh, I want to give a shout out in the mono Bob to uh, Giada and Rudy, uh, as 
as they get ready to go, they always have the name come up there and then they have the, uh, you look like you just farted or something. I know, like my throat is just like, <laughs> I wasn't a fart. Trust me. I saw, I saw the hips <laughs> shift a little bit there. But, uh, but uh, Giada and Judy, um, she was the only one who did not have a picture come up. And Jamie and I were really curious after the first run. Like, How ugly was, was like, she? Well, Jamie was wondering, is she ashamed of how she looks or something? But you know how, and I think this is weird, how in the heats they make them stand there. Like you, you would usually have that for the leaderboard at the end, right? Okay, you're currently mm. in the gold position. They're making them stand there after the first heat. So she was in lead for quite a while after the second heat. I mean, there's a woman right there. Like, let's let's be superficial as we are with Oscar in the curling. This woman is the Oscar of uh, Monobob. And yet the only one who doesn't have a picture. So I just Wait, want that. I just, what's the name again? Giada and Judy. Uh, and where, so, and where it, is she from? Cote, Cote d'Ivoire? Italy, Italy, or Italia, uh, however you want to say it. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. So, she, I mean, we could be superficial. <laughs> we could be superficial about Oscar. I think we should be superficial about her. And let's get that face out there because uh, Mono Bob apparently didn't want to show her picture for some reason, uh, or they didn't want to make everybody else look bad, I guess. Uh, my other superficial one is John Schuster and his team for having the best fashion sense in the history of curling. <laughs> You wow. gotta love the you gotta love the guts uh, to pull off that look, and my final silly one. Uh, I said the guts to pull off that look. What does that have to do with being fat? It's, guts it's is more. fat. <laughs> that the, the, joke the, the, would have gotten a two from Jared. That's why Jared's yeah. not here tonight. It's a bad joke. <laughs> it would have gotten a zero, which is why Jared's not here. <laughs> you yeah. you told him your jokes in advance. Um, <laughs> But uh, my other one will be, uh, again, pure silliness, the uh, bronze medalists in the 3,000-meter uh, women's relay uh, for speed skating. <laughs> well, actually, China, because uh, the, my whole reasoning being that apparently there's some countries out there, Australia, who refuse to give credit to China for a big win uh, as the bronze medalists in that event. So uh, Canada or China, however you want to say, uh, the bronze medalists, whichever one it was that won. Okay. Um, often confused, really. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I really need to pay more attention to Italian monobobbers now. Um, and I gotta <laughs> say, back to my point when I said, like, why is it okay to call like men fat and old, but we can't call that to women? Why is it okay that we can perv on men, but we still can't perv on women? So screw it. Here well, off that's the podium. Why I'm, yeah. Yeah. She's hot, right? She's Oscar hot. <laughs> so whatever. I just actually one thing oh, I wanted man, to point her out. Oh man, and Oscar having children would be great. Oh God, I'd watch their only fans. Um, the uh, oh God, Jesus Christ! We're getting cancelled after tonight. Um, the the Slovakian sled. Uh, did you see? Like, I, I'm all one for cool sled designs, and mm. most of the sled designs kind of boring. Um, even Ben looking all right in the green with the Aussie. Lo- you know, I, I could make. I look better than that sled. Let's be honest. But the Slovakian one that was a cool looking sled, and then they were focusing on her boots. I love that camera angle where they showed the boots of the yeah. the monobobbers, and she had like a reindeer, I think, on her the reindeer her socks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, props to Slovakia there. That was my favorite sled. Um, I see your short trackers, your curlers. And your sexy Italian monobobber, and I raise you either two biathletes or two ice hockey players. Um, so in the biathlon, um, I'm putting up either the silver or the gold medalist. Uh, so uh, Taja Bo, one of the Bow brothers, um, with his silver medal, he completed the set. He's now got a gold, a silver, and a bronze in uh, Beijing. Uh, so congratulations to them. And of course, he's uh, the first time there's ever two brothers on the podium of biathlon. 
yesterday when he was on the brother and on the brother with his podium yesterday. That makes sense. And uh, Quinton Philon Mallet of France, uh, his fourth medal of these Olympics. Uh, he's now gotten two gold and two silver. Now, given that um, back in uh, Pyeongchang, the highest place he finished was 29th. He got 29th, 44th, and 48th. And now he's gone gold, gold, silver, silver. So a bit of improvement there from uh, Quinton in the last four years. Uh, and he was pumped up. He, he's, he's happy to be French. Uh, if, if, if anybody knows how to, like, ski in an opposite direction with a gun, it's the French. And that's why he's... Uh, <laughs> doing very well so uh their potentials but the ones that I, i'm really putting up um as i said in the ice hockey uh in the finland match uh an epic match the fact that finland were three nothing down and then they ended up winning that one four three in ot and uh in the last period alone there were uh now and apologies in advance to all our finnish listeners because you know i'm not going to get anywhere remotely close to saying these correctly but uh iro Parkanen got two late goals to send it into overtime. Uh, so he's my big nominee. And then our little nominee, <laughs> big and little nominee, uh, Harry Pesonen got the overtime winner uh, for Finland. But, uh, I mean, my props are going there to Iro Parkanen uh, for putting them up there and, and getting them in there. And we haven't had a nice hockey player. My Chinese guy got shot down yesterday. Mm. So, um yeah, I, don't I know. think uh, I think your ice hockey player is going to get shot down again because uh, I I, I kind of like your gold gold silver silver French Frenchman the Frenchy French Mister French yeah, French Frenchman Malay yeah. Quinton Filon Malay uh, we haven't had a biathlete up yet so um, all right done Mister France there we go um, but honorable mention to Giada Giada exactly Ooh, can we honorably mention her. Um, where, Can we where just she? create like a king and queen of, you know how they have the prom king and the prom queen? Can we yeah. just create a um, uh, Beijing king and queen and we just put up Oscar and Giada? Absolutely. Italy and Sweden, uh, the the prom king and queen of uh, of the Olympics. Absolutely. Followed by Ben, the bobsled. Um, <laughs> doing well. Um, now, before we go, Colin, just quickly, one more thing I'll get for you. Uh, who's your pick in the Super Bowl? Cincinnati or Los Angeles? Uh, I just love the fact that Cincinnati is competing for uh, the the biggest sporting crown in um, <laughs> the United States. It's Cincinnati, so, <laughs> the, the, and, and they're, they're Bengals. I mean, who doesn't love a Bengal tiger? I've been to Cincinnati. It's a nice city. Um, yeah, look, I don't really give two shits because neither are my team. Um, and usually, I would go for the. You know, I like this whole record of a, a host city had never won in their own city until last year when Tampa Bay won. Obviously, Los Angeles can do it back to back. I've got a friend who's a big Rams fan, um, but kind of want Cincinnati. That's kind of the fairy tale story, right? Like, you know, mm. and let's be honest, if Buffalo hadn't have choked against uh, Kansas, we probably could have been there. So um, go the Bengals. <laughs> but let's let's be honest. We're both going to be skipping the Super Bowl to watch Kaylee Humphreys win a gold medal. Well, I think we can watch the, when I say watch the first hour of the Super Bowl before it starts. We can watch like the first two plays before they go to commercials. Yeah. So, uh, and who's your pick the for the halftime? Do you think uh, who will be causing the controversy? Will be Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, or Dr. Dre? Who will be the talking point after tomorrow's <laughs> halftime show? I'm going with Mary J. Blige. Uh, I'm going to say it will be Snoop Dogg, but somehow Janet Jackson will still get the blame. 
I think bring back Janet. Like that should be the big return tomorrow. <laughs> Janet. And Can you imagine? A, was it a left boob that got shown last time? Justice for a right boob. All right? <laughs> just as a good looking boob as the other one or the other way around, whichever it is. Justice for Janet's nipple, you know? <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, it's weird. I always thought the Super Bowl was held like the week before. Like it's it's very weird. That it's on the same time as the Olympics are on. I always thought they kind of didn't. They did it in a way that it was never clashing. But um, what do the Americans care? <laughs> What's one big event bigger than the Olympics? The Super Bowl. We'll just put it on anyway. So I mean, the Oscars are afraid of the Olympics. But the Super Bowl ain't afraid. Well, the Super Bowl shouldn't be afraid. It should be petrified. That's not how does I live? You know, Orlando Jones doesn't care about that sort of stuff. Anyway. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> uh, bring on the aerials. Uh, we'll probably try and record tomorrow night so you can hear joys of off the podium breaking our drought or cries of the curse continue. This is it, Colin. This, is, this could be it. The last night we go to sleep with the curse in the purse. This could be it. We're not talking yeah. this up enough. Well, Come on, Daddy. Come on, Laura. This is, at this point, this is Ben's created curse because I stand by the fact that the curse ended when Kylie won a silver, but Ben just adds new things on there. It's so the he gold. can be the hero. It's, it's all the about gold. Ben. We've broken the curse for the medals. We just haven't won the gold. All right. You're like, just going to come up with something else to be the new curse. Like, you're, you're, you're a masochist when it comes to podcasting. <laughs> I do too many of them. I've got no life. I've got to try and create some drama in it. Um, I, I, I like, yes, you're right. But again, I'm calling it for the curse for the gold, the gold. Now let's curse. just say this curse only exists for Ben because You've the curse gold either. Well, no, but I'm talking about you creating this gold curse because the curse, oh, oh no athlete has ever won from off the podium except Charles Hamlin technically won a medal in Pyeongchang when we started this yeah. whole curse thing. Nobody ever won an individual medal was a thing. Well, then Kylie Mass won, but Ben wasn't on those interviews. So Ben has to create a curse until he becomes the hero. I'm not going to let it happen, Ben. You're not the hero. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. You create your own rules, buddy. I'll create mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, Australia has never won a medal from an athlete that's been on this show. Um, Colin, thank you for your time. As always, pleasure. We'll be back tomorrow for day 10. Uh, Valentine's Day, Super Sunday, Monday, Super Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Who cares? Golden Day for Australia tomorrow. I'm calling it. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, do all that. Vote for a Sports Podcast Awards.com. We're still on top. The curse is in the purse for that, maybe. I don't know. Um, possibly. Stay tuned. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Special shout-out to Jason Momoa, as always. And until we next speak again, remember, go left. What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's Ben again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, off the podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here. 
because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now.